Hi, I'm Catherine, and welcome to the Night Before English Literature GCC exam podcast. Uh, don't forget that on Seneca's YouTube channel at 4.45 and 5.30 every day, there are live streams, so check them out if you want some interactive help with your GCC revision. Um, and this podcast episode today will be focusing on the poetry part of the Paper 2 exam. Um, and this particular episode will be focusing on the power and conflict part. So if you are doing a different poetry anthology, listen to another episode. But this episode is going to focus on the power and conflict. It's going to go through a couple of poems, some general exam revision tips, some help with the unseen poetry section, and then the stress buster. Now for the poetry section, let's have a run through a few poems from the power and conflict section of the anthology. Let's have a start with My Last Duchess, which is by Robert Browning, who was born in 1812 and died in 1889. He wrote the poem My Last Duchess in 1845. The poem was set in the 16th century. In the poem, the Duke of Ferreira speaks to a messenger sent by a ruler from a foreign land to secure marriage for his daughter. The Duke boasts about his art and a portrait of his former wife, which is covered up by a curtain. It becomes clear that the Duke was controlling and possessive. It strongly hinted that he arranged for his last duchess to be killed. The key ideas of this poem. The poem explores male power and dominance. The use of the possessive pronoun my throughout links to the Duke's view that his wife belonged to him. My last duchess is in the title. Wilt thou please sit and look at her? The Duke is posing this as a question, but really it's a command. This rhetorical question emphasises his power and his pride. So, let's recap that. What type of question is this? When he says, wilt thou please sit and look at her? It's a rhetorical question. The curtain I have drawn for you. This, the curtain's symbol shows the Duke controls his wife even in death. What key idea does my last duchess explore? Is it female power, reciprocal love, love of art, or male power? Correct answer is male power. Here's another quote. This grew, I gave commands, then our smiles stopped together. This is one of the most famous lines in the poem. The line implies the duke had his duchess killed. The use of a caesura, which is a break in the middle of a line, so it goes, this grew, I gave commands, and then there's a break, then all smiles stopped together. And short phrases highlight the swiftness, coldness, and ruthlessness with which he disposed of her life. As if she ranked, my gift of a 900 years old name with anybody's gift. This quotation uses irony. It implies that Duke is jealous despite his arrogance. Which line implies the Duke had his wife killed? Is it this grew, I gave commands, then all smiles stopped together? Wilt thou please sit and look at her? The curtain I have drawn for you, or as if she ranked my gift of a 900 years old name with anybody's gift. The answer is of course, this grew, I gave commands, and all smiles stopped together. So that's everything you need to know about My Last Duchess. Now let's take a look at a poem called War Photographer by poet Carol Ann Duffy. Caroline Duffy was born in 1955, and the poem was published in 1985. The speaker describes a war photographer developing photos in his darkroom. The pictures depict huge suffering, but the speaker describes how most people will glance over a few of them in the newspaper from the silent, for the comfort of the safe home. 
Speaker says they won't understand fully or do anything about what they see. Carolyn Duffy highlights how people in the West are isolated from the horrors of war in other parts of the world. We're therefore desensitised to the suffering and only read about it before turning the page to something else. The quote, all flesh is grass. This quotation uses biblical imagery and a metaphor. The quotation points out the scale of bloodshed and creates a gruesome image in the reader's head. Let's recap that. What year was War Photographer published? The correct answer was 1985. Spools of suffering set out in all the roads. What does this quote mean? This metaphor hints at the photographer's efforts to make sense of and order something so horrific. There is a contrast between what the photographer tries to do and the reality of conflict. Here's another quote. The reader's eyeballs prick with tears between the bath and the pre-lunch beers. This quotation shows the comfort of those at home who are not directly affected by the war. This image contrasts with the images of pain that run throughout the poem. What technique is used in this quotation? And the quote is, Spools of suffering set out in order of rows. Is it metaphor, simile, juxtaposition, or personification? The correct answer is metaphor. Here's another quote. Running children in nightmare heat. This quotation is designed to make the reader understand the intensity of the suffering caused by war. Children are mentioned to remind the reader of innocent lives affected by war. And a hundred agonies in black and white. This quotation is designed to make the reader understand the intensity of the suffering caused by war. What does the poem say about people in the Western world? It says they are isolated from the horrors of war, they only read about war before turning the page to something else, and they are desensitised to the suffering. So that's everything you need to know about War Photographer by Caroline Duffy. And finally, our last poem will be Kamikaze. This is by Beatrice Garland, who was born in 1938. In Beatrice's Kamikaze, the speaker describes her father, a kamikaze pilot, heading out on, in one day on a suicide mission, but then turning back. Kamikaze pilots are Japanese pilots that were expected to fly into their, their enemy to destroy them, killing themselves in the process. As part of their duty to their country and to turn back on a mission would have brought shame to the family and the community. The key ideas. Throughout the description of the fish, sea, shore and pebbles, the poet explores ideas about the beauty of nature and its effects on humans. The poem explores the pilot's ostracisation from his community because of failing to do what was seen as his duty. His own wife, neighbours and eventually children refuse to acknowledge him and act as though he's not there. The power of memory and the allure of childhood are key themes in the poem. The poem presents memories of childhood as something that lure the pilot back from his mission and triggers his change of heart. So let's quickly recap that. The key themes in Kamikaze are the power of memory, the allure of childhood and the beauty of nature and the effect of humans. Her father embarked at sunrise. This quotation is symbolic. Japan is known as the land of the rising sun. This could be a reference to the country's heritage. It's also a symbolic of hope. Here's another quote. With a flask of water, a samurai sword in the cockpit, a shaven head full of powerful incantations. The listing suggests this is a ritual and gives a sense of dignity and respect for the tradition. Green and blue translucent sea. This natural imagery highlights the beauty of the world and everything the pilot stands to lose. This helps us to empathise with the pilot's decision to turn back. 
and remembered how he and his brothers waiting on the shore built cairns of pearl grey pebbles. This image of innocence and childhood provides a contrast to the pilot's fate. Who refused to acknowledge the pilot for failing to do what was seen as his duty? For dancers, his neighbours, his, his wife and his children. And that's everything you need to know about Kamikaze. Let's have a run through of some general exam tips for going into your exam tomorrow. First of all, most importantly, read the question. I know you would have heard this tons of times before, but read the question and know what you're being asked. Answer the question you've actually been given, not the one that you want to answer. It's really easy with essay subjects to try and twist the question you've been given into an essay that you've written before or that you've already studied, but you will lose points with this. So just make sure you actually answer the question that you've been given. Second, and this is kind of related to this, read the command words. So is the question asking you to compare things? Is it asking you to assess the extent of something? Is it asking you to evaluate? Make sure that you actually respond to the way that the question is asking you to respond. Third, remember to use quotes in your essays. It seems really obvious, but it's English literature. You need to back up the points you're making with quotes from the text that you've used. Then plan your time well. So make sure, at the, actually at the beginning of the exam, take a moment just to make sure you know when you need to start and end each question. Don't spend too much time answering one question and have to rush out another one because the marks that you'll gain from the long answer probably won't balance out the ones you lose from not writing enough. So make sure that you've got a good balance across your entire paper and yeah, don't don't ha don't put yourself in a position where you have to rush because you won't be doing the best that you can do. And finally, try to use an essay structure in your answer. Have an instruction and a conclusion and try and have distinct paragraphs that set out your ideas clearly. This way that you, you can show off to the examiner how much you do know because you'll be able to express your ideas and your thoughts really clearly. And they'll be able to see how the work you've been doing and the concepts and ideas that you've been able to understand and convey to them. Let's have a look at some tips and tricks for dealing with the unseen poetry part of this exam. So first and foremost, don't panic. This is not designed to trip you up. The poem is chosen for you to show off your poetry analysis skills, not trick you. It's not deliberately really hard. It's just challenging, but it should be a challenge you're able to overcome, given that you've been able to answer questions already on poetry and have already analysed tons of poems as part of your course. So if you use the skills that you use when analysing the poetry from your anthology, you will be fine. And it seems obvious, but you aren't expected to know the poet or the poem beforehand. That's not the skills that they're testing in this part of the exam. So yeah, just to reiterate, don't panic. Use the skills that you already know and just analyse the poem as you would any other poem. And obviously general exam tips apply. Make sure you structure your answer well, write in full sentences, answer the actual question. Finally, let's run through a quick stress buster. So first of all, you know your stuff. You can get through this. You have been revising. Maybe you haven't done as much as you wanted to do, but you've still been revising. By listening to this podcast, you have been revising. So you can get through this exam. Shake off the bad vibes. Make sure that you're not going in there with an attitude if you can't do this. Go in with a positive attitude, some good vibes, and you'll be fine. Get active. Maybe tonight, maybe some point during the week, if you have some, some time off, go for a brisk walk or go for a jogger or a swim if you're able to. This can help you really focus, clear your head and just, you know, get out of your room or get out of the library. 
make sure you pack your bag the night before with all your exam essentials. So you're not going in panicking about where your pens or are or whether you've got everything that you need for the next day. Luckily, with English literature, you don't really need much equipment. You just really need to be able to have a pen and a few backup pens just in case those ones run out. Make sure you've got one that actually doesn't hurt to hold for too long because you're going to be writing quite a lot in this exam. So we've come to the end of this night before podcast. Best of luck in your English literature exam tomorrow. You can do it. Good luck for your exams. We're going to be releasing night before podcasts before every exam. And if you head on over to YouTube on every weekday, we are going to be doing live streams at 4.45 and 5.30. So make sure you subscribe. And while you're at it, rate us five stars. We're amazing. (laughs) Good luck.